But okay, well, draw here. Let's get into it. We're all familiar with what we're going to talk about, right? So this segment's called We Love Insert Game, but and tonight it's Rainbow Six Siege. It's our first installment. <laughs> so we've all played Rainbow Six Siege. We all love it. It's uh, kind of a it's something me and Corey have said, and I think we've all said it kind of set the bar when it comes to first person shooters right now. It's really tough for me to switch back to like Call of Duty World War II now that the environment isn't completely destructible. Uh, that's kind of a big deal for me. But even though as much as I love the game and I love the facets that they've included, there's certain things that, man, I really wish they'd change. And I know I'm not the only one. And I know we've all put in probably now that we're talking about it, at least a hundred hours on this game, if not way more. Uh, but what are some of the things? So we love rainbow six, but uh, my probably top one um, is a proper story mode. You know, we were talking about this the other day is, you know, we're walking around one of the maps of the houses and it's all shot up. And, 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 and to me, I'm thinking, why are we there? Like, why is this relevant to what we're doing? Who are the terrorists? What are they trying to accomplish? And why are all these factions and, and squads working together? Um, to me, if I'm playing a game, uh, and I'm spending any kind of money on it, I like to know why I'm spending money on it and having a storyline to go with it. Yeah, and I, I can agree with that. I guess it's kind of tough for me on that whole aspect because we jumped into the game so late that I'm pretty sure when we bought it, it was like 20 bucks. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah I paid $20 right. for it. Yeah. yeah, it was like $20. And so me and Corey, it's funny you said that. Uh, the other day when we were having lunch, we talked about this. I'm actually okay spending probably maximum $30 on a game that's multiplayer only. If you break down like spending money on a game, say 30 bucks, if it's only multiplayer, I'm okay with that. $30 if it's only single player, I'm okay with that. But if I'm dropping 60 bones on it, I expect to have both. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I, need to, I need to have that. Uh, but to your defense in that situation, when this game first came out, it was $60 to my knowledge. Yeah. So I, you know, I can, I can totally agree with that. I, I would love to see a single player campaign on it. I think the only thing in that same vein that I would get frustrated with is when I play first person shooters, the thing I love about rainbow six siege is it's so tactical and it requires all five of us to be on the same page. I feel like if I'm playing that game, in a single player campaign and I'm working with the AI, I feel like I'm going to get really frustrated really quickly because I need that AI firing on all cylinders. I need to know that they're going to know what I need. And I just don't know if that's going to happen. So that might be, in my opinion, one of the reasons why it doesn't have a single player. Well, that's co-op. You just throw that co-op factor in there. Yeah. Um, yeah I, don't know. I don't think Rainbow Six needs it is what it is as is there's too much going on with all the backstories of every character that it, it, it is only a multiplayer game. I don't think you can do a storyline with all of those people in it. It would just be too much. It would take away from what it is already. And every character gives a description. If you go to them anyways, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've read all that, but I just think it's their, their stories are so interesting that it would make for an awesome game. But it, it almost make for too large of a game. I mean, yeah. don't you think? Like, it's like you have all of these operators. I guess if you stuck to the core operators, sort of like a Mortal Kombat style, mm -hmm. like we have all these fighters, but I really only care about Liu Kang and Johnny Cage. So maybe if they did something along that those lines, 
but then it's like, who do you pick? Or do it on the squads, like based instead of each individual story, do the squad stories. Like, I got you. Like the Americans and then the yeah. Spetsnaz. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. But I still think that, man, that's a, that's vast, you know? And which, which one do you pick? Do you pick the offensive operators or the defensive operators? Well, they could do it like they're doing now. They're doing these different operations. They could, it could extend the life of the game where, okay, for $5, you get this much more story to play. And so every six months or so they release a new story and that gives the game even more longevity than it has now, which I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon, but how many characters are there? You're talking about a lot of money for somebody to spend though. Would people really be willing to do that? Well, look at what they drop on, uh, Call of Duty and what they spend for the season passes every Hold on. year. Time out, time out, though. Time out. Rainbow Six Siege has gotten one thing right, and it's that you do not actually have to spend any money to get the things that you want in the game. You just have to play the game enough to be rewarded with renown, and then you can buy it. So I do not want to see them going to a Call of Duty style download by this DLC content. Like, that's yeah, but not, for $10 a year, I mean, for two campaigns a year, I think that'd be worth it. I don't think it would. I think it would ruin it. I think it would make it a Call of Duty. Right now, I have enough renown in my wallet or whatever that I could buy the next DLC content if I had to. But I, I just, I don't, I, I think that's that's the one thing they have gotten right on this is they have stayed away from the Call of Duty, the Battlefront, Battlefield style of, if you just buy this, you'll get this. Yeah, but I mean, they, I can agree, but they also still have that option available. So we can't say that they've done it necessarily, in your words, the right way, because they also still have those options available. I think that I would agree that I love the fact that if you, build up enough for now I'm like I can buy the skins without having to spend 99 cents on them and I think it's kind of crazy that people spend skins on a game where it's like they have no tech like tactical advantage that's what the problem really, yeah yeah that's the problem I've always had with the skins aspect is that it's like man like this is really cool that it's spray painted hot pink but this gives me no tactical advantage like none I don't want to be standing in chalet with a gun, the top pink standing in the snow. Like that's, that's the opposite of what I want. Granted then, you know, and that's, that's another thing for me. One of the things I really wish is, and you know, I know you can do this, but I don't feel like you have enough time. I really wish the weapon customization after you pick your operator before the match starts was a little easier to operate. What I mean is I'd like to be able to switch my skins of my gun really quickly on the fly to match with the camouflage of the surroundings. I want the character's camouflage to to do the same. I haven't purchased any character camouflage simply because there's not enough time for you to switch the camouflage on your character between rounds or between games or picking your operator and all that jazz. So it's, it's, it defeats the purpose unless they could like I would buy the the skins or the the characters outfits if the game said oh it's at chalet it's snowing outside they need to be in white I would automate I would buy them then if it automatically defaulted to the one that it should be but right now they serve zero purpose like because yeah, you can't even you can't, you can't even change it at no. all right <laughs> unless you could do it before you enter the multiplayer game 
which which you'd have you don't know which map you're going into. I do yeah, believe by multiple levels. You can't. You can only change it the first time before you got into the first game. Right. I know you can change. I, I was gonna say. I know you can change the skin on your weapon. Like you can go into whenever. Yeah, but you, I don't think you can change the not the operators between games. You could. Yeah. While you're in matchmaking, you could, but it's just it's too much work, especially since you don't know what level you're going to be on. Yeah. Well, and right. and that's what me and Tanner were talking about uh, earlier. It was, you know, we were kind of pre going over this this podcast, and I was like, man, that's one of the things is that there aren't enough customization options. I mean, at this point, I've unlocked all the sites I'm going to use for my guns. I've unlocked all of the extra attachments because there's just not enough in depth in that. And then the the skins and stuff and cost too much. By the time I've got enough renown, I have I have to choose do I want an extra operator or do I want some stupid skin that doesn't matter. I don't I don't know. I I I feel everything's priced reasonably. Well, some of it, some of it is. But some of it's pretty ridiculous though. Some of it is. Some of it's like, well, I'm gonna have to break out the actual debit card here, the credit card to get that. But <laughs> yeah, some of it you can't buy with renown. Yeah. You, you can right. only purchase uh R6 credits or whatever they call it. Yeah. yeah. And buy certain things with that, which you know I'm, See, Brian, I feel like the customization thing that you're talking about, that's a positive and a negative. Like if you start giving too much customization, it starts to take away from the from the game. I feel like I'm one of those kiss people. Keep it simple, stupid so that there's not so much that's you're not dwelling on that as much. You're more dwelling on the tactical like gameplay aspect. And you're not like, oh, I'm trying to get this or I'm going to change this. Like, eh. that I, adds I think to the tactical stuff is like, if you think real world, a little like, bit, a I'm going to be bit. sniping. Do I want a 4X scope, an 8X scope? Do I want illuminated, non illuminated? I think to have those extra and not to go crazy with it, not go Call of Duty on it, but just to give you more than three choices. I would, I would agree with a, a switchable scope that goes from four to eight to 10. That's like what I was if, you could, if you could hit R three to zoom in while you're glass, if you could hit it the first time, it's four X. Then you hit it again, it's eight X. Then you hit it again, it's like ten or twelve X. That would be cool. Keep on going. Twenty game changer, man. Twenty seven X. No, I wish I really would have uh, X ray through walls. I do not. I am not a fan of the of the uh, illuminated glass scope, though. Oh, well, y'all know me. I run glass. I'd be more of a fan. If it was an option, if a thermal scope was an option for more characters, if it was a thermal option for defense, I would be cool with it. Yeah. So there's nothing that counterbalances Glass's thermal scope on defense. Well, I mean, they dumbed down his gun, gun though. I mean, I which care. I don't even think, I don't really think they should have done that. I mean, it's a sniper rifle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, so to go back to what you were saying, Corey, I, I agree. Normally I'm 100% with the keep it simple, stupid aspect, but. Uh, again, I, th- I think we're talking about us and we're very tactical in that sense. We want to keep things simple. But for your average everyday gamer, I do think there's something to be said about that reward system. I remember when we played Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, we loved getting like the special armors and the special things like that for your guns. However, to to debate myself on this issue... Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is a completely different beast. Call of Duty in itself is a completely different beast. This is far more tactical. So didn't mean to didn't mean to 
debate debate myself there really quick. <laughs> so I, I can see what you're saying. I, I I'd be much more interested if the things that you could earn or the things you could purchase with your renown would have a tactical advantage. I agree. I mean, I'm for that. I mean, Very even if it was even if it was a ridiculous amount of things, even if it was something like crazy, I would be okay with it. If it was like you could spend renown and uh, Mira could have three Miras instead of two, which I don't know where she's storing them, but uh, that would be something that I would be okay with. Like if it was like a hundred now, does she? Yeah. Like if it was like a hundred thousand renown to unlock an extra Mira, I'd be totally cool with that. That's I, I could get on board with that. But no, you've got to limit it. She yeah, can more than three. Because then we run into the problem of pay to win. Because there's going to be people exactly. that will just bust out their credit card and be like, I'm just going to buy until she can have 20 mirrors and we're going to mirror the whole room. Yeah. It's just going to be a we'll shoot them out. from anywhere. Right. <laughs> right, right. But really, now at this point in the game, Rainbow Six isn't for the average gamer anymore. You know, like it's for people like us that Ooh. like to. Are you saying it's not a welcoming game to new R6 players? Yes and no. I, I mean, mean if we, you, we jumped in a year late. But we're but totally we lost different. Direct shop. We're a, we're a different <laughs> animal, though. We've been, you know, gaming since we were born. And, <laughs> you know, and so like a lot of these ki- a lot of video games now, you think about Call of Duty. Who's your average demographic? It's a 12-year-old kid screaming, F this, and your mom every 10 seconds. Rainbow Six Siege is not that at all. No, that's but just Tanner. That's the dialogue you're describing is on our team every night. So. I'm yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. But um, to me, I think Rainbow Six is for more someone who takes games uh, the game seriously. It's not something for you to just sit back and relax. I mean, we talk about that all the time. If we're playing Rainbow Six, it's because we we're to be focused, not because we're wanting to just hang out. I don't know. I see a lot of too much teabagging going on to think that that's all. <laughs> all I didn't say it wasn't fun. Not, I didn't say it wasn't fun. Not Call of Duty type. Yeah. I can't think of the last time I got killed and was not teabagged, actually. Yeah. Really. It's like every time we played recently, I get, and it'll be like blown up by some random grenade and then dude just, Caviera comes running in just teabagging everybody. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> which, which, by the way, doesn't make any sense. No, not even... Not even a little bit. Okay, so one big thing that I really would like to see is I really wish that... So we're playing a game where the environments are completely destructible, but for some reason, you can't shoot out lights. Uh, And that bothers me. So take a level like... uh, Is it Chalet that has the snowmobile garage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Chalet's got the snowmobile garage. Imagine you're playing that level at night. If you had Thatcher and you rolled down to the snowmobile garage where, cause I mean, that's your best entry point and you threw an EMP grenade through the little hole next to the garage and it blew up and knocked out all the lights and the room went pitch black. That would be huge. That would be an amazing tactical advantage. As a matter of fact, for me as a gamer, if you could take lights out like that and actually have it be more of an, an influence to the round and to the game, I'd be far more likely to pick Thatcher because I feel like at this moment, Thatcher's an operator that gets underused. I could be wrong. If I, but if I need to take out electronics, no, no, I agree. Yeah, if I need to take out electronics, I'm not going to use Thatcher. I'd rather use Twitch or he's definitely oh, underused right. on our team. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I know there's a lot of people that use him, but I feel like that there's a few other things that could instill in the game to make him 
more viable. Well, it's the same thing like with the lights, but then you also have those metal desks, like what your teacher would have in middle school and high school and stuff. You can sit beside that and it blocks bullets all day. How does that make any sense? You know, just wrought iron, man. Those 500 pound desks that they moved in there. Yeah. I get it. They've reinforced the floor on every, every level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can fuse it, but you can't shoot through them. Yeah. Some bitches. I'm with you on the lights. I think something you would, uh, you would agree with me with, and we've all had this, this is like a super rotation point is if they're going to have the alerts on the windows, when people come out as a defender, they either need to make it instant or not have it at all because it's kind of a useless. Agreed. That's a useless yeah, thing. There should be no delay and or five seconds. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, it, it's too long. Like there's so much an advantage for jumping out the window and running at somebody. But I was going to say, if you run out, let's pretend we're playing a hostage situation, right? All five of us are in a room with our hostage on what God's green earth would one of us go, I'm running out there with the loaded SWAT team. That's pointing at the house. Nobody. That should be a huge disadvantage to running out of the house. You'd get sniped or shot immediately. If you did that in a real hostage situation. No, see, okay. I'm going to stop you there. Take a level like clubhouse. Okay, let's imagine we're upstairs in that bedroom. Let's say Tyler's playing with Caviera, and you know more than likely every single one of their players is going to spawn at the main gate. Okay, I know I'm getting real technical naming off the locations, but I'm just imagining on that level, I could totally see someone playing Caviera running outside and going around the clubhouse and be able to kill everybody from behind if you didn't have the alert. No, yeah. Well, they need to have the alert. I'm just okay, saying yeah. there needs to be a penalty for being outside. Either it be as a health like you, thing. Yeah, like I was going to say. Down, yeah. no. Go ahead. No, I agree completely what you're going to say. The health, I think if you lose life as you're out there, a minimal amount of life, obviously, but it still matters that you have to get back in, you know, you can't just run around outside the, the entire game. I I have differing views on that. I, don't I'm get me wrong, I, but yeah, it's just I, I get where all the frustration is coming from. I hate climbing, rappelling up a wall, getting killed by someone who's outside. And then it's like, once I'm dead, it alerts me. Oh, by the way, somebody's outside. I, that is the worst. Like I hate it, but I also like, we're talking about a game that we love so much because of the realism. I would hate it if I was on defense and my character ran outside and I started losing health. Now yeah. I would get the point of it. I would get the point of it, but I also feel like if that was the case, we'd be sitting here today on this podcast talking about how much we hate it. I was going to say it, we're thinking of it as an offensive side right now. If you're on defense, having the notification is a great distractor as soon as someone goes outside and the thing pops up after however freaking long, it is a great distraction because everyone runs towards them usually. Not all the time, but I mean, it is an advantage when you're on defense to distract the other team. That's right. why I think it should be instant. And yeah. that's kind of like the same, same thing with the cameras. I know it's it's kind of irritating when you have someone tagging once the game has started, but that is another distraction. They've got, I mean, you've got that big red, you have been spotted going across the middle of your screen and they're going to be looking for that camera. So that little split second that they're looking for a camera is a chance to kill somebody. I would love a button that allows me to turn off team tagging on my drones. Ooh. Oh, that would be a game changer. I like yeah, that. Be cool. you, you know, like you're in the drone and you hit square and it allows you to turn off team tagging. Yeah. 
So that we can't take all those points from you when you're running around the. No, 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 no. Okay, so what? It has nothing to do with the points, right? I don't really care about that. Uh, This this is awful. I can't think of her name. What's the the girl that has the cameras that she throws out? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Okay, take Valkyrie. I would I would love that option, especially when you're playing with Valkyrie, because there's been so many times where I'll throw my Valkyrie camera outside with no intention of tagging the other team. Like I don't want to tag them. I just want to know where they're at. And then one of our like randos that's in the game with us, they get it, they get killed really quickly, obviously. And then they get on my Valkyrie cam and just start tagging people. And sure enough, within five seconds, that camera, which was going to be an amazing tactical advantage for us, is gone. So I would love that. That is a great idea. That is something Preach I would, it. Preach yeah, it. I would love that. That for, for Valkyrie especially, would love it. Great idea. Well, okay, so here's one that, that I... When you want to talk about Valkyrie, I want to talk about Echo. Is if Echo dies, why does the camera on Echo's device all of a sudden cease to exist to the rest of the team? Why does it cease to exist to the rest of the team anyway? Why can't we see that camera? If I can look at Valkyrie's cameras, why can't I look at the Echo camera? Well, I want to say, and here's why, because I believe when you throw Echo out, you don't control Echo from your cell phone. You control it from a different controller, which has its own independent screen. Yeah, but how do you control the the Valkyrie cameras? I think from your cell phone, because they're just a camera. Why not Echo, you actually drive. I get that, but I'm just talking about the camera aspect. Technologically, you could put that out to the cell phones. That's true. It's accurate. But I mean, I, I'm just speculating. Yeah. I can't say with full certainty. I'm not saying that they need to be able to drive the Echo once Echo is dead. All I'm saying is, is I just want to be able to see the camera. Even when he's alive, why can't I see it? It's a fair point. Yeah, it's a good one. So like Corey was saying, is to be able to see the cameras and... When we're on the topic of drones, I would love it if it didn't kick you out of the drone when the game starts. Yeah, that's a big one too. It's a huge, huge loss if you're running like... um, Twitch. Twitch. So if you're running a Twitch, and let's say you're really good with the drones, and you're sitting there, you're killing people, you're knocking out their stuff, game starts, all of a sudden you're thrown out of your drone, you go back to get into it, and they've killed it. I mean, that really sucks for you because you only get two of them. And if you've wasted one right off the bat because you have to go search stuff out at the beginning of the game, it's a huge disadvantage for you to run Twitch. I don't know. It's it's also it's also one of those things. It's like you only got so much time, and then you know, I don't know. I there's there's positive and negatives to that, and I agree with you. It is huge for Twitch, but only Twitch. There's no other drone that that is really a problem for. I mean, really, just to have that button that says game start, do you want to go and you go? Yeah, because I mean, I I can agree with Brian on this. Now, I agree wholeheartedly on it. I will say since the newest update and they dumbed Twitch down from having like 10 shocks to four. I don't understand that. Uh, wow. Thank you for taking a character I loved and making me not want to use him at all anymore. But I agree completely because it's like... Let's say these guys are the control. I'm just imagining for a second. We know where we're going to spawn. Like, why is there a disconnect between when the game starts and you controlling your drone? Is it like they were riding in a bus on the way to the, <laughs> like, to the actual operation? And it was like, we're going to be there in three minutes. In three minutes. I'm not saying you can't look at your camera, but you really got to get out of the van. Like... <laughs> 
so just the helicopter, like, you know? From the yeah, original. it's like yeah, it's like like the the pilot's like, listen, man, I don't got enough gas to hang out here while you look at your camera, so I'm gonna need you to get out, then look at it. Because I completely agree, and I I get what you're saying, Corey. Like you don't you know you don't really see the advantage of it, but think about how many times you're trying to get your camera in a, a advantageous position. And it's like, you're almost there. Like you're almost on it. And then boom, the round starts and you're like, Oh crap. And you hit the, the button to go back into it. And it's dead because it's like, man, if I'd had half a second, I would have been able to get it somewhere where they couldn't have shoot it, shot it. So I, I get what you're yeah. saying, Brian. I, I see it as well, but I also see that there's a reason for in a rhyme for what it does is, as yeah, well, I don't know. I piss people off. That's the truth, <laughs> right? Hey, so I, I have one on this. To counterbalance Echo, why not have a flying offensive drone with a Gatling turret on it? Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> it, it, there is no advantage to like shooting anything. I'm, it, I mean, maybe you do one like Twitch, but it flies. Well, they've got. I could dig it. They've got more characters coming. I mean, I think they plan on having, you know, a hundred or something like that operators. That's kind of my issue on that. I mean, that's a lot, but yeah, Yeah, I think it's kind um, of an overkill. They got to leave some stuff. I mean, we could go all day about what we want them to, what kind of what we want an operator, what we want to add and stuff like that. But, you know, that's, The big thing, if they end up doing having like a hundred operators, that seems like, like you said, it's overkill. They could invest yeah. more in the operators they have and in the game they have instead of that's, taking. Let's say it will take you twenty minutes to pick your attacker before the game starts. Yeah, I mean, like on your characters, I really wish they would have focused more on the like the core characters that they had originally. I mean, the last what six that they came out with, yeah, they've I been find personally pointless. Yeah. So, like, my thought is, like, why don't why don't you give your character like a like a secondary specialty weapon that you can pick from, you know? And like for me, I use mute all the time. How cool would it be if I had like a a, a secondary weapon that I could use as far as like you know Valkyrie can throw her her eye out or whatever? What if I can throw it like a signal disruptor or whatever? Or what if you could mount them on the wall? Right, uh, mute on the wall would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. Sick. That's a great idea. You know, another one too, and this is one I've always, I've always wanted is, so you have Rook on defense who drops those armor plates. Right. Yeah. I really wish with that character, you could select something other than armor plates. Yeah. But what oh, if it could yeah. be extra ammo or extra grenades, or even if you could pick from one of the other four operators that are in your group. So like, let's say one of us runs with Rook and I run with mute. Well, as Rook, I could select instead of having five armor plates for everyone, two extra mutes for mute. Which would be awesome. Or throw but, some yeah. night vision goggles in there so you can have some backup for glass. Cause when you pop smoke, your whole team's blind except right. for glass. And see, and I think that would go along with the thing I was talking about earlier about shooting lights out is that why not incorporate night vision goggles for in case that situation happens to where Rook becomes someone that you almost need to have. Cause it's like with him, he's going to drop, he could drop just armor. Like let's say you're playing the, a level in the middle of the day. Well then shooting the lights out isn't, isn't really going to affect much, but if it's a nighttime snowmobile garage in the basement, you're like, man, we might want to pick Rook and we might want to have him have night vision goggles because we may need it. True. 
So I'd really like to That'd see something sweet. like that. And I, I, I get what Tyler's saying and having like a hundred operators and that's great, but like, that's not the world we live in today. Like if we were recording this podcast, like three years from now, sure. We could say like, Oh man, I'd like to see that. But like, that's not what we live in now. I would rather see a game that doesn't have a hundred operators and has 20 effective operators that are allow you to be flexible. Yeah. Because I, you know, I don't need Valkyrie because let's be honest. If in two years they've released a hundred operators, there's a good chance I'm still only playing with Mira. I was going to say, you're going to still stick with your core player that you already play with now. Right. But they're going to have someone, they're going to have a one-off character that their only offensive ability is, Oh, it can look and shoot through Mira windows. And somebody is like, Oh, that's all I only want to roll with. I'd be like, why? Like you're banking on one certain thing. So I'd rather see like 20, maybe 30 operators that are extremely flexible and are extremely like adaptive. Speaking of, you know, <clears throat> like you said with Mira, if you had one that could shoot through with Mira, uh, this kind of reminded me of, I kind of wish you could maybe change operators um, after or while, you know how when you're in your drone, you can kind of go see and tag people and see who's see who they're playing with. No, um, change no. your position, everything like that. Why not? Well, why you not can, change your operator. Yeah, I was like, you can change your position, which you said. I'm sorry, I started speaking for I heard it, but I actually I actually agree with you on this, Tyler, because Corey, if we go back to the scenario I just described, where you're in the van. You should totally be able to be like, okay, you know what? I've decided I'm going to leave this gun and take this gun. So I would get it. But but do do the defenders also get the same advantage? Do they get to change their defenders? Yeah. Ah, see, I don't eh, just, well, think of it. How many times, like in my experience, I've picked glass and they've been in the basement where glass is zero help. That's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you, man. I don't, I don't care. (laughs) pick a different operator to run with well he he could if he had what tyler's describing well that's what i'm saying you got to play the odds on this one if you're going to play if you're going to play a level that you know glass could be the least effective player in that level why would you pick glass yeah but but when the odds are only 10 percent that they are in that area you kind of it's like on, it's like would you go to the tracks? Would you go to the I'm tracks less than that. and say, or it's more than that? There's a ninety percent chance this one horse is going to win. Are you going to bet on that horse? Or are you going to bet on the horse that has a one percent chance? I'm going to bet on the horse that I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's the truth. Exactly. I was like, that one percent is going to have like a fifty to one. I may put two bucks down. I'm not going to lie, but uh, I, you know, okay. I have, you know, now that Corey's explained his case, I have mixed feelings about it. I do understand what Tyler's saying because let's be honest, when we drop our drones, we don't know what our characters are doing. I'm assuming that they're hanging out outside of whatever the event is, which, you know what? No, not even going to say that. Not even going to go there. But ultimately, your odds are on any given level, what, 25% or 33%, but for the most part, 25. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. So, I understand Brian's reasoning in selecting glass because on almost every level, there's an advantage. I get it. The odds are probably on the first go round, the very first one, the odds are probably in the favor of glass uh, with the exception of notable levels like the bank, like mostly everybody starts in the lock, like in the lockers or in the safe vault, whatever downstairs. Uh, 
So I get what he's saying, but I also would like that you could switch your operator. Like whenever you're in your drone mode at the beginning, however, my, my qualm with that, the thing I would say for that is you need to make that drone operate like that drone time shorter, which almost sucks because I'd rather have longer drone time or I have a better, I, I think it may be better during regular games. So what is that? Four rounds? Right. Four rounds. Four you rounds. can only switch operators in drone mode one time. There you go. You you can get a switch if you go to overtime. So you totally, you could have to, total, each person could have two switches. But it's not the point to be switching every time. Are you going to allow to phone a friend? No, no phone a friend. That's true. That's a good one. Ask the audience. Like before your operator goes in, like have a dude that's hanging out by like a SWAT truck that you can walk up and just be like, <laughs> what's hey, the what's the I'd, uh, I'd like to switch my loadout. <laughs> and then he, he opens the door and he's like, sorry, you've already been here once this round. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> now you're probably going to completely disagree with me on this guys, but I would like more game modes. Cause right now we have bomb, secure area and hostage really all three of those game modes don't require a whole lot of change in your tactics no except for blocking Corey from killing the hostage that's the truth that's the truth i'll fuse (laughs) i will fuse the crap out of a hostage i'll headshot or hang outside of the window and just shoot him because you see him shot him there on the ground i would like i would like maybe three more game modes not call of duty way out there having 20 different game modes but maybe three more game modes that add some variety to my tactics okay like zombies Uh, i'm gonna challenge you i'm gonna challenge you throw zombies out i'm gonna challenge that statement name three different swat scenarios that would be like logical well you could think of I, i mean without it being a swat we could they could do a because they call it right now, all everything's team deathmatch, and it's not a true team deathmatch. So if they're going to call it death team deathmatch, let's do a true team deathmatch. I don't think it's rundown. team deathmatch though. I think it's it's. Uh, I'm not. It's not team deathmatch, but they call it TDM. No it's, way! You don't respond. It's it's secure area. When when you pick your things, it says TDM on the side. Look it up. I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. So for me, I would like there to be a five on five, you know, limited lives. You get like five lives each. No, no. You're just going down the road of Call of Duty. Because what happens with destructible environments? If we have five lives, I'm just going to go in every time with a sh- one of us is going to run with a shotgun and your only goal is to destroy every wall. Open up all sight lines. Yeah. To be okay, I haven't thought this thought out all the way through, but I'm just saying I want some more game modes. <laughs> Give me some more challenges. I agree I with you on board with some, yeah, more game I, modes, but we okay, got to. I don't know what they would be. I just want some more choices. I got. I got to Call of Duty. So I think I have a good one. I think I have a good one. So take and this spawns from the vault area. One, imagine that you're bank robbers or robbers in any sense, you know, you could easily change it to like chalet where it's diamonds or something like that. And in this mode, the defenders have to get out. See, I was going to say cops and robbers, but I figured you are going to make fun of me. Yeah. But see, then you you fall into sort of that payday style of game. Uh, But 
I would love to see something like that where you limited the amount of exits instead of having like right now it's like there's entrances and exits everywhere in the house. It needs to be something where it's like you only have so many ways to get out. It would also be a cool do to do like, you know, you have your, uh, situations, how it's like all terrorist based and how we're, you know, good guys versus terrorists kind of thing. What if they did like a, um, the terrorists have to build, a nuclear device right and so you're going around the map getting pieces for this and then building it at your base area and the attackers have to like defuse it there's way too much involved yeah i was like are you are you describing a scenario where terrorists show up and say hey Let's MacGyver a nuclear bomb. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, why not? MacGyver's part of this one. I like it. Yeah. I saw a pin downstairs on a desk. Kyle, go get it. <laughs> this bank vault happens to have a bunch of uranium stored. <laughs> All I'm saying is they would have brought the bomb together when they got yeah. there. The they wouldn't show the game up. Set up. Yeah. They wouldn't show up and go, oh my goodness, look, it's a Sector 7 vault. I know how to turn this into a thermonuclear weapon. I'm being creative. What do you know? I'm being creative. This is for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm being creative. You know what I want to hear creatively? Why is it that when Smoke throws his smoke out and someone else has on a mask, they also still get hurt? If they have on a breathing apparatus, why can't they survive See, I, it? No, there are. There have been times when I've played as mute that I have not been affected by the smoke. It's been a minute since I've done this, but I believe that if you have a gas mask on, you're I okay. I think it's it, his I, crew. It's his crew that doesn't get hurt. So it's only his crew. Yeah. But are they the only ones with gas masks? I haven't looked through all that, but if you look at it, mute, smoke, are. and all, and they have... I don't understand that, though. Like, if you if you use frost... No one else gets hurt. You can't right. get... Nobody gets hurt. Yeah, it's just it's just smoke. I agree are, with Corey. Are you saying this. it should just be like, screw you guys, I'm going to put a bear trap behind you and hope you don't step <laughs> Basically. on it? Right. Yeah, but I mean, if, if we're being legitimate about it, it really should, because... Yeah. No, because you can't get hurt by the toxin things from uh I know what we're what we're describing right now is goo. what we're describing is a world where anything someone puts down could ultimately hurt anyone. I would be okay with that. I'm playing no, devil pressure. devil's advocate on this, and it's because they have biometric sensors that they know who your team is. So the bear traps I mean, I, the bear traps won't go off because they know who you are. That's asinine. That's <laughs> You're by your boots. I mean, it's not like you have any kind of skin or blood touching it. You think about about real world scenario, okay? How does the military (laughs) know not to shoot at their guys? It's because they have little uh, infrared lights blinking on their bags. Yeah, but people still get shot. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) But we're also not describing human on human interaction. Corey is really good at shooting his own teammates. Yeah, yes, he is. If you you already have a red dot on you, that's because Corey shot you. If you run in front of me, I will shoot you. (laughs) Run in front of you. I will run in front of you. If you breathe next to Corey and Rainbow (laughs) Six Siege, you will get shot. That is a true statement. I might only wound you though, and then bring you back. Oh, thank goodness. That's what I need. 50% health. You need to run Doc from now on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exclusively. Or headshot somebody. I've been yeah. there before. We all know that. I speak from space. That <laughs> game is plagued with just headshot mania. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, why isn't there a Doc type person for offense? That's a good point. That's true. Like a medic? Yeah, why can't you have a medic on the other side? Like, oh, you can only have a medic as defense? Like... <sighs> I have, I, no, I have nothing. Can you think of a reason why you shouldn't have one? 
well, the initial my initial thought was that it was planned. Like the defensive operators in every scenario have come in here with a plan. So they would think, hey, we need to bring Johnny because he's got some dope syringes and he's going to help us out. The other thing, though, is that these operators, the offensive operators, when they show up, clearly they're prepared as well. So I, I don't get it. I agree with you. I think there should be a medic that's on the offensive side. I do think that that would be essential. It just makes sense. Yeah. You know what else makes sense? Them having the maps rotate and ranked. And even for sure. And having for better sure. maps at that, like the new tower map sucks. It's terrible. It's, it's yeah. the worst. But, you know, I miss playing airplane. And if they would just every once a month, hey, we're going to switch all the maps around and let the ranked guys um, play some of these other maps, I would Favela. love it. I miss Favela. Yeah, I love Favela. If I have to play theme park or tower one more time, I just think that they're too big is the problem. That too. They well, and they're they they put you in a little box as, you know, especially like think of theme park. You know, there's only a handful of operators that are really super effective at those maps. And if you don't know that maps is going to happen until after, you know, the game starts or you have like three seconds to decide, Oh, we're doing this map crap. We better pick these guys. It's kind of, well, you get the, you get the same time. You find out the map before you pick your operator and you have the same time, but the maps just are terrible. They're not very good. And they They're took away wrong. maps that are good. Favela. Yeah. So not only that, they took away organ as well. Now organs on there, isn't it? The one that's like the clubhouse and stuff. Well, Which clubhouse? One? No, it's not club. clubhouse. Not the clubhouse. It's the it's it's like a house. It's like a big house. Yeah, yeah the one, that one. Like, yeah, the, the one with ago. the eating room and like the laundry room downstairs. Is that still unranked? I thought that one was yeah. gone. I haven't played that one. But no, Tyler, when we played, we played, played it the other night, Corey wasn't on. Mm. Uh, okay. Okay. I remember. I remember. I remember he wasn't on because there's always a wall that he seals up that was not sealed, and I thought, man, I'm really glad Core's not on because it allows me to go back and forth between the laundry room and the room we're in. And if Corey was on, this would not be happening. I know exactly. If you don't want it sealed. Just here. tell me not to wall. seal it. No, no, no. It's not that you seal it. You always lay down and punch a hole through it, and you're like, I'm watching that room, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm standing next to my mirror here, looking into the entire room so i'm glad that you're laying there with a hole on the ground so where you were laying i took the shotgun and just cleared that out so that oh i could go back and forth i'm just yeah, saying cory we've no we've had this conversation many times and every time cory goes i'm just aiming through here this is just a great place to lay and it is yeah, Curtis wants to be comfortable. That's I'm hoping, I just want to know what their testers are doing on these maps. They're like, "Oh, this map is awesome, man! Totally." Well, I bet you know these testers play. I, I I can only imagine that the developers and the testers come in and play the game for hours upon hours. So for them, they know every map like the back of their hand. Uh, you know, I don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of Tower, but I actually can get over Tower. I'd really like them to get rid of Theme Park. See, I, I just, like theme park more than tower. Tower, I, do too. I, I like theme park more like than tower. Oh, it's so dark. Uh, okay, play it. There's there's times where you can play it during the day. I'm I'm not talking about outside, but thank you. I'm talking about inside the map. Uh, I want imagine to what it'd be like if you could shoot the lights out. I, but yeah. you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If they would incorporate that, 
and you could if if I could put on night vision goggles, I wouldn't hate it as much. For me, I'm I'm with Corey. It's like tower is so big and the it's so big. They're, they're so they're so confusing with the way the hallways go. It's like okay, this room looks just like this room. So do I go left or right here? And it just it's it's a sucky the, man. The other night, I spent my entire drone on one level. I couldn't find the stairs. Either I'm just not that good at tower, or it's just. <sighs> I, not a we well laid out it near enough as, no well and even if we did play, even if we did play it a lot i don't think we i just don't think the map's good to even where i don't think we would like it a lot yeah, yeah, yeah exactly no. it would but, not be one of my favorite ones one no. thing for me especially is the sight lines in that level suck like mira is ineffective in that level there's no real there's maybe one room that putting a mirror down makes sense the rest of them are all a crapshoot. Like there's no, and same with theme park in theme yeah. park. I never picked Mira. And I think that, and maybe that's a strategic thing. They were like, we want to take a few operators. I'm sure every level has positives and negatives for every operator. I mean, that's a given, but I don't think it should be that one sided where it's like this operator is essentially ineffective. Well, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on, on the Mira part with uh, theme park, because I can think of at least three rooms off the top of my head that Mira would be essential for you to run that you don't run her. Kayla's going to ask what rooms. Name one, name the rooms. Daycare for for one. Daycare is huge because, because they can go into that room behind daycare, climb through the windows. If we could see them doing that, but your back's turned to the two doors that they can come yeah. in. Hey, Corey, have we ever ran that strategy he's talking yeah, about dude, before? You get blown away so fast. Also destroyed. They have those drone holes, and if you don't if you don't block that one drone hole, you get shot if you're on that backside. Yeah, because yeah. they I would say I would say that you're right, but name a time where our back, the the room you're describing has ever been a vulnerability. Never. They always come through the two front doors. That's right. But I'm just saying it's 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 a still a good vantage point to have but would you say that the odds are in not right like would you say that running mira would be more effective than running someone that's better off covering the two front doors or would you say in that sense if i set up mira behind us and we didn't leave a wall open and they didn't come that way at all do you think at that point mira would like would you be like oh it's a great selection because I mean, really, honestly, when it comes down to that point, it's when daycare is concerned, Mira has a gun, and how you have four other people to run, whether it be uh, Frost or or what what have you. Most of the time, we run out of that room and go into the side rooms, and there's only two guys in the actual defense point anyway. Well, and so that's what Mira, I think. Mira would have to be one of them. That would be it. Would there. be Mira and Frost. It would be. It would team. be a huge disadvantage for her to have that mirror on that back wall, or even the side wall. Because if they take mute out, it's. I mean, it's over for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, everyone's trying to rush into the room. Also, in substitute of Mira, I always run Valkyrie and cover all the entrance points that they actually do come in. I guess that's a fair point. And I also would like Mira in the drug room every once in a while. The drug room's one that I couldn't see. The the drug room, the only wall I could see is the one that looks into the the room that has the the table. No, no, no. There's not a wall you could do for the main lobby. That entire wall is concrete. And then the other wall on the left side only looks into a hallway. So you have no good sight line. The only wall in that room that would even remotely be effective is the one that looks into the room with the table that has all the cocaine on it. Right. That is the only room. However, there's only one wall. So you can only put up one mirror. 
Yeah, you couldn't have your your. And so at that point, it just shield. becomes a window to look through. Yeah, because there's will, no way to shoot out it. I will concede the fact that uh, because you play mirror all the time, I haven't unlocked her, so um, I'm kind of arguing with the guy that plays her all the time. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, trust me. Every time we play it, I always look at the level, thinking, man, where could I put a mirror here? And, and I've played it many times when Caleb wouldn't. And what do I? And every time I go, Corey, I don't know why you're playing with Mira because there's no good place to put a Mira. Well, I try. I'm just trying. No, no, right. I know, I know. I try real hard. Okay. And more than hard. likely, more than likely, there's spots I've missed because I've only ran with Mira. Like, see, I don't think so. No one, not not many people run with Mira on that level when you play against them. So right. And what so. all of this entire Mira talk is really to get back to the main point that I was trying to make is the fact that I feel like if there's a level where when you're selecting operators, you say this operator does me nothing, well, then I would constitute that being a bad level. I feel like a great level should be a level where every single operator can bring something to the table. Yeah, because what level has smoke filtered all around that gives glass the huge advantage? None of them. Right. If there was a if there was a level where it was like there was a bonfire outside where there's a ton of smoke, he could sit outside and have a huge advantage, while other operators wouldn't be have that advantage, right? Or disadvantage. Like, and honestly, there there are probably I would say a handful of operators just in general that are completely useless overall. The newest ones, for sure. Yeah, the, the the stupid cell phone thing, they could get rid of that. That doesn't need to happen. Even even though it does have an advantage on distracting you. But like I, when I'm I can't on offense, say her name. I can't even hear the phones vibrating. Well, in okay. In the game's defense, Corey, you do sit in a room where someone's watching keeping up with the Kardashians in the background. That, that's true. <laughs> we also talk a lot when we play about that stuff is that isn't related to the game. If we were to wear our headphones accurately and actually have them cover both ears and actually pay attention to our surroundings, yes, it might be an advantage. However, I don't think it's a solid one. Yeah, I don't think it's a I, th- I think that's... <laughs> it felt like the developers were reaching with that one. I think so. Well, and it, it might just be that they needed new operators, but well, even for that matter, think of smoke. You know, we were talking about him, and I, I like smoke, but his smoke is super ineffective because you have to be really have to be lucky in the placement of where you put him. And even at that point, it doesn't do a whole lot of damage, but it is. I hate that, I hate that you can only throw out one smoke at a time. That too. That too. That's that is point. the most infuriating thing ever. Like, why do I want to be smoke? I can't throw these out prehand. Right. I have yeah, to throw like one out at a time. It'd be great if you could yeah. lay out like three or four and then set them all off at once. Smoke should have more than just three anyways. Yeah. Well, does he have three? I thought it was two. It's three. Is it's it three. Well, I mean, that just shows you. Because it's like right now, smoke's really only good if you know exactly where they are and you just want to keep them from jumping in a window or running through a doorway. Yeah, it's, it's, the, no, whole, it's, it's just no to hold up people. Yeah. No different from C4. Right. Well, you know, and uh, speaking of operators, one operator that I would, and I thought Tyler was going to touch on this earlier. He kind of, not that me and him have ever talked about it, but I felt like I got the idea from him. One thing I'd like to see is maybe a new operator that's maybe like a brute force operator, kind of like uh, Sledge, but make a guy who's like just a huge operator. Like it's a guy who's like seven foot and just massive, like the mountain. Right. 
a, a character like that who carries a gun that's so powerful that it can actually shoot holes through uh what am i trying to think the through mira no yeah like through mira or through uh through reinforced the walls, walls yeah through the through the school desk Right. Like has a gun <laughs> that can shoot through reinforced walls, could shoot through a mirror, things like that. Now, I, you can't make it. They got to make them slow. Yeah, it can't be like yeah. an LMG or an SMG. It's got to be like an assault rifle. Gun. Yeah. And like, you know what? I'd be OK if they had a character that had like a Gatling gun, but he was super slow. I'd be frustrated because they could probably just wipe out an entire room. But I mean, like at this point, why not? We have characters that call people and text them. So you know, why not just add a guy that's like, hey, hold on. This is a real gun. I'm going to go get it out the truck and we're going to come in here and just lay it, level this whole building. Well, you think about that and he could be a two part. He, he either gets the Gatlin gun or he gets, you know, full body armor. But here's what his downfall is. He has Montaigne at that point. Yeah, but Montaigne's a shield. But this is totally different. This is like his his body is armor. Right. And so he can. Yeah, he's slow. But his huge downfall is the stuff like the 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 glue the glue the glue stuff the which operator detectors, has a, there's an the smoke the IED he has an IED costume on the costume fucking uh, the jackal it I don't know which one it is but he has a full IED outfit yeah on. it's it's vigil no oh, you're thinking of Tachanka. It's either Tachanka or Fuse. Oh, you're talking about that. Tachanka and Fuse both, yeah, but they're not any stronger to bullets. What I'm saying is the whole point of this body armor is that he's more he gets more health against bullets, but he's more susceptible to headshots because his, you know, face isn't covered or something. You know, make it make it have some sort of Well, no, no, no. You know what? I would be okay. Achilles with, heel. I would no, see, I would say the Achilles heel be his only weapon he could take at that instance is a pistol. There you go. And he's slow. And he has no respirator, so gas and stuff. But is. You're, you're describing Montaigne now. Yeah, but what, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I was going to say Montaigne is basically that. Other than yeah, but Montaigne, he, he ha, you have to carry the shield around, and well, you so can what? Hit triangle. You can't triangle and put the shield away. Yeah, you I would like it. to not have the shield because to me, I don't like running with a shield. And so, if it was just body armor. I could run with a pistol, but having the shield is a huge visual distraction to me. Yep. I can see that. I don't know. I don't think there needs to be a character like y'all are describing. I mean, you've, you've basically described whichever character has on the IED, which is a explosive bomb ordinance outfit. Yeah. I, I think really what we're describing is not so much what Brian was saying, like a, what I was describing is a brute force character that could shoot through reinforced walls with it. I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. Okay. That, and that was the main character Brian was still on. He was just like, creating that was a, an that's an version. alternate version. Like, you know, he, you pick either and or kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that the initial idea would be a good idea. I, I agree with you, Corey. I, I don't know if we would go down the Brian's path. I get where you were going with it, Brian, but ultimately we're just at that point describing a Montaigne-esque character. Uh, but the other question is, how do you defend it? Like, what's a defender for somebody like that? If you had a guy that could shoot through a mirror, like you have a weapon that's, that's, that is that powerful. See, I was going to say, it's it's got to be a bolt-action rifle that right. it takes a second to reload. That way right. he can't just be like, boom, 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 blowing holes through crap. Right, we said that. Okay. So, 
Welcome back to the podcast, Corey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. So, uh, I guess my question still stands. What would be a defender that could even defend against that? Is there a defense? Is that the reason why that character doesn't exist? Probably. And I mean, you act like Hibana can't blow those up with her Hibana things. Yeah, that's true. But the problem with Hibana and and the problem with Thermite, both of those is that they're all dependent on electronics. So if mutes and the fact that it's a humongous signal to where they're coming in at is hey here's thermite going off here's the brightest light you could possibly imagine here i am same thing with abana is you got here here's a huge light this is where i'm shooting through to have a little bit of tactics you know make glass have the ability to shoot through those reinforced things it wouldn't be a huge advantage if it's this bolt action he only shoots one every couple seconds but he can still shoot through them i'll give you this i'll give you this you can shoot through the reinforced, reinforced with glass, but it takes four shots to kill somebody. Nope. No. Nope. Listen, okay. I, I get what you're saying there. Corey, that wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't, because if you can shoot through a reinforced wall, but it, you can't kill a human on the other side of it. What I'm getting at is that the, 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 the body armor that they all have on would be enough to stop the bullet in general after it goes through a reinforced wall. Well, that's funny because it's not enough to stop a nine millimeter right now. Anytime I play. All I'm saying is, is that in real, what what I assume is real life, if a bullet goes through a reinforced wall, it's going to slow down enough that I bet you could take more than one. Yeah, I I get what Corey's saying. And as, as the fact that, for example, when I'm playing glass, a lot of what I do is I'll shoot a couple of holes in like a castle, for instance, and I'll see their body through it and then I'll shoot through one of their holes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can kill them. I could see where Corey's defense is. Hey, yeah, you can shoot through that, but it's going to take two shots to make it all the way through. Right. Well, I mean, but like, what about a mirror? I feel like a mirror would be easier to shoot through. I think so too. I don't know why you can't shoot through mirror at all. Like you would think a few, I understand it taking a handful of shots like the castle can, but for it to be completely right. impervious to bullets at all doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, I, I mean, guess, I, I guess it's because it's on a reinforced wall usually, but not all the time. But it's still glass. Like, it's still... Well, a, there is bulletproof glass. Yeah, but okay. you, bulletproof glass is only bulletproof for so here's, many here's shots. One I, here's one I would like to see from Mira. If I shoot Mira, even with just a regular rifle, it should sp- splinter so that it makes the Mira less effective. There you go. Gives it yeah. a little bit more realistic quality. Yeah. I don't can't, know. Though. I mean, can't, I can't, can't shoot through it. It just damages it enough to where it's harder to see through. Right. Here's my question. Can you blow up Mira? Yeah, with Thermite. Yeah, you can. And Hibana. With Thermite. But see, that's that's my whole point is that Thermite and Hibana both require electronics. There's no character out there that can destroy a reinforced wall without electronics. I get that. I do. But in offense, you also have Sledge. <laughs> Sledge can destroy anything, you know, within reason, like windows, doors, things like that, and doesn't require electronics. I'd like to see someone that could hurt, maybe not destroy an entire wall, but destroy a section of a reinforced wall without it requiring electronics. Because it's just such a giveaway. Yeah. And they don't have that. If you had someone like Glass who could shoot through a mirror or through a reinforced wall, I'm not necessarily saying like taking out a huge chunk, but maybe just like small enough to see through. 
then it's like, okay, you could, as soon as the game starts, bust off five rounds in a reinforced wall. And then it's like, oh, okay, uh, we can at least have somewhat, somewhat of a sight line into the room. I got another almost useless uh, person for you. IQ. I get why they put her in there, but after playing the game for a few rounds, you kind of know what to look for. So she's a useless operator because you don't need her to spot the cap cans and, and all that. And that's and all she can see is, is cap cans and C4s. I was going to say, they dumbed down cap, cap cans too. They just gave yeah. you more. So, Well, a defense I will have for IQ, because I used to run with IQ back when Tyler ran with Fuse. And me and Tyler would run together a lot because uh, IQ can see mutes. So what you do is before you would go to a window or anything like that where Fuse is going to fuse, you would pull up your IQ, see where the mute is, and I could shoot it out because I could have a direct sight towards it. Shoot also, it out, and then boom, Fuse hits the room. And also, you yeah, simultaneously. And I guess that that's useful. But Brian, I have the perfect perfect reasoning for IQ. It's the only offensive person that can counter pulse pulse has a constant electronic device and you can see it moving around it's the only way you can counterbalance pulse touche yep. that's true i just i mean the few times i ran iq i got killed very quickly because i was trying to search for stuff so okay back to the character that well, you're talking about you'd like to stop the game fault that you suck <laughs> <laughs> very true very true <laughs> What were you saying, Tanner? No, I was going back to uh, the the character that you're trying to look for as far as like when you're talking about Sledge. That goes back to me saying if they, you know, put a little, more, a little bit more effort into the main characters, maybe Sledge had a secondary weapon that, that could, you know, you could choose. And it could be a secondary Sledge or whatever, but maybe it has Thermite or some kind of electrical charge prior to hitting the wall or whatever that does take it out that before the hit yeah but that's still requiring electronics kept saying to do it without electronics a brute force thing that that destroys well or maybe if you could have a sledge that maybe has some sort of explosive because that wouldn't require electronics it yeah. would possibly hurt your character like what? kind of like tanner saying <clears throat> they could make sledge you know but to where he has a secondary, you know, like maybe one time where he's got like a, I don't know, something he could put on his hammer that's got an explosive on it. Or, you know, I don't know. what. However they do it, but I got it. one time where he can take out a certain wall. Like I got it. He can carry a Bangalore, a Bangalore like from World War II. There's no electronics. It's a stick. And you can run it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you shove the. Heck yeah, shove there it is. The, it's a Bangalore. It's it's. There's no electronics. He gets. You can put it through the little drone holes and and really mess some people yes. up with it. I'd like that. That's some old world technology, but it'd be awesome. And that's it what this work. game needs. That old world technology. That is a you know thing that all you're saying is that there's some simple things that you cannot do, like the drone holes. You know, <laughs> real world situation. You may lay on your side and peek through that hole and you, it's really hard to do that in the game that's true that's true Here, let's talk real world situations real quick why is it that every single first person shooter game screws up silencers on on weapons why is it that your accuracy all of a sudden drops dramatically if you put on a silencer and your damage drops same reason you can snipe people with a shotgun <laughs> But if yeah, you the same reason you can 360 quick scope people, that's why. 
All I'm saying is make silencers more realistic where it doesn't actually affect anything on your aim or on your like accuracy and your damage, but it doesn't make them completely silent because that's not realistic either. We it's a psychological know. thing. They're trying to keep these kids from doing uh, killing more people because they feel like they've got training in. Yeah, but a real silencer doesn't silence the weapon. It lowers we it a few decibel. Right. Core, you should call somebody about that. Write a letter to your senator. You need there's, to write a letter to, to the R6 people and just be like, hey, you done messed silencers up, okay? <laughs> Listen here, watch a YouTube video. I don't know if you know you this know or not. Write them a letter, tell them about our podcast, tell them we got a whole list of things they need fixed. Yeah. We, got, we got a <laughs> solid hour full the first of stuff one, though, they messed up. The first thing I feel like they need to fix is their ranking system on ranked play. I was going to oh, get yeah, this. That's, that's a good thing. Just oh. the worst. Makes no sense. How are you gonna, I'm going to base it off the first 10. And if you do better in your first 10 or 20 matches, um, I mean, that depends on so much. Or the fact that where you're going to be the rest of your whole you, what, three months. Yeah. Until they release a new, until, you know, until they restart rank play. Well, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's totally crazy. It's tough. <laughs> you you lose one game and you go down a rank, but it takes ten games to win to rank up. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, suck especially it towards the end of the, uh, <laughs> you know, the end of the. It's a team effort, guys. Season. It's a team effort. At the end of the season, you can't move. I mean, yeah, it becomes very difficult to move. You can move at the very beginning, and that's. I mean, that's it. That's basically. You lose I would, three matches. I would then, say by know. mid by mid season, you're you're either clandestine to be a bronze three, or you're fighting between bronze one and silver. <laughs> like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, at least Corey is. That's the truth. That that is the uh, woes of STST. Yes. <laughs> My thing is uh, the inconsistency in shooting. Tyler, you can vouch for me in this headshots. You you can shoot somebody in the back. That's only Tyler. And unload a clip. But when you turn around and you get a headshot and you're just dropped and done, you're like, are you serious? Like, I don't know. I will say they they do need to work on the peaker's advantage. If you're moving and you peak, you have a huge advantage still. Right. It's it's not. It's just I'm if I'm sitting there aiming at that spot, I should have the advantage over the peaker. But because of the way the internet works and the way the game works, the person moving has an advantage, which is yep. crap. It's crap. I cannot tell you how many times I have taken 100% health getting shot in the kneecap or the ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Vital shots should, should like, if you get shot in the knees, you should go down. Mm. Or if you get shot by Caviera, or if you shoot somebody using Caviera, who's got a 99 power on her pistol. And it takes right. two shots to put somebody down. And it just it just makes no sense to me. Right. You, have no. Glass. you have Glass as a sniper rifle who hits somebody like once and they're dead. You have Caviar. You could light someone up from a distance and it does nothing. Granted, I know that you're talking about a pistol, so range on a pistol is a little different. But yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, one it has higher say, damage than his than his sniper rifle. But you can true. snipe with a shotgun. That accurate. That's one. Oh, one thing I do want to say though is I, I agree in a sense about the hit markers in the game. I, I think they've kind of fixed it a little bit in this newest update. 
I could be wrong. I don't get headshot nearly as much as Tyler, but <laughs> I, also, I, also, I can't remember the last time Tyler died from a normal body shot. But hold on. In Tyler's defense, Tyler's far more aggressive than we are in defense. Typically, he runs with a Caviera or someone like that That's who's true. more likely to get headshot because they're actually out fighting. And his characters are taller. Right. I'm, I'm, I don't know about that, but I'm far more defensive. I run typically run with Mira. I'm typically the last line of defense. So it's not likely for me to get headshot because I'm in a position where it's like I'm waiting. So I get that. But I will say one thing I am impressed about because we've talked about how we're unimpressed with the hit markers is when you run with Tachanka, who's wearing a helmet, bullets ricochet off that. Love and hate that. But it happens because I can't tell you how many times I've squared up on Tachanka thinking I'm going to drop this fool and start shooting and bullets start ricocheting off that dude's helmet. Everybody hates on Tachanka. I love Tachanka. He's just slow. Yeah, and I think you only recently started loving on Tachanka. Yeah. Hey, that's last, no, last night. Tachanka was my OG when I first started playing, and then everyone made fun of me. Who are you playing with Tachanka? That's a meme. I, I was all about Glass. <laughs> that's a meme. You were all about Glass until I dumbed him down. You and no. Tyler both. I mean, you. No, I I gave it up once Tyler started playing with him. I mean, I said, screw Tyler. I'm Tyler. Yeah, once they dumbed him down, I gave him up. I yeah. like him for very few levels and only certain. I hate the smoke, <sighs> smoke grenades. And this comes with glass. The smoke is not realistic. It's too thick. It looks like a ball on the screen. A ball? Yeah, like if you throw a smoke grenade out, like for glass, the way it, it sits there, it looks like a ball on the screen. Oh, it doesn't like billow. Yeah, it's not realistic. I will say this that impresses me with, and I'm just going to brag on us a little bit, is that with all the things that we complain about with this game and all the things we love about it because it is, you know, probably our top game in our heads that we play as multiplayer, we still figure out a ways around it. Like we're able to say, Hey, we know that this is going to happen because this is just the game dynamics. And then we find workarounds. And well, I think that's, well. and I don't think, I don't think, it, and it may not just be us. I know that there's other gamers out there and that may no, be, no, no, there's not. It, it may be it the developers just, do that. Uh, it's just us. We're just, just us. Just the five of us that have, figured that out the five of us that figured out how to sit at bronze one really well (laughs) (laughs) and so it makes me wonder if the developers do it on purpose like hey we know this is going to be an issue but we want to make this a challenge for the gamers that's going to be something that you have to deal with with every game you can't make every game perfect i mean it can't be perfect for you know defenders or attackers you know you're going to have to put in those little things here and there that aren't necessarily super realistic, but they're needed because if everything was as realistic as it was, I mean, realistically you get shot once you're dead or, you know, you're, you're not shooting anymore. You're not running around. Hey, how about this? If they make it too realistic, then what if, what if doc had adrenaline shots? I just gotta yeah. say one thing is Tanner's completely wrong is that they have made the perfect game and it's that Kung Fu Panda Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. 
The fact that we hadn't played that <laughs> is a travesty. Brian, I want to go back to one thing. Brian, what Brian was saying is that he was like, you know, despite all of these negativities, uh, I have pulled up my year in review and we started playing Tom Clancy at about the same time we started playing Rocket League, roughly. I would say maybe a month difference. Brian, off the top of your head, do you know or could you guess, Tyler and Caleb, keep your mouth shut. Could you guess the hour difference between me playing Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege and Rocket League? Uh, throwing in the last couple of weeks because we've didn't been doing more Rocket League, I'd say it's probably it's five, just six hours. This is just for two, 2017. Just for 2017, you think that I only played a difference of five Oh, if we're talking about 2016, I'm going to say it's a solid 20-hour difference. Oh, my bad. From 2016 to 2017. Do not count any of 2018. Okay, then I would say it's a solid 20, 30-hour difference gameplay. I played in 2017 432 hours of Rainbow Six. I only played 83 hours of... Holy crap. I did not expect it to be that big a difference. Those were my one and two games. Those were my first and second team games. I played played Call of Duty for 62 hours in 2017, and that was it. Gross. But bored. in in Rocket League's defense, Rocket League a game of Rocket League takes five minutes. This is true. This is a round of Rainbow Six takes five minutes. So you got to factor yeah. that in. Yeah, I know. I mean, you might you might play three games total in a two hour span on Siege, but that's right. still a huge difference. That's still a big oh, yeah. difference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even with all the negativity that we've been talking about tonight. Right, four hundred and thirty-two hours. What could I have really have done with my life in that? Time? Oh man, we could have made so many more podcasts. Solid world hunger. Well, I think that we can all agree that Rainbow Six is an amazing game. Uh, it obviously has its faults. We've obviously talked about how there's some things we'd like to see, and then you know it's it's tough. It's debatable. There's so many things that we'd still like to see and questions we'd like to ask. But um, I think I'm I'm good to go. You guys have anything else you want to add? I can't think of anything. I, I think I think we actually talked about a whole lot. But yeah, I was like, was there, I was not expecting to talk about. Yeah, I I think it was great. I mean, well, I think uh, I thank you guys. I'm glad y'all are here. It's always good to hang out with y'all and talk to y'all. So until next time.